Welcome to Suburban Warrior, the podcast that will impact, inspire, and empower you to transform your mindset and become the badass warrior that you are. I'm your host and fellow warrior, Chrissy Pfeiffer, former clinician and corporate marketing exec turns multi-passionate entrepreneur, performance and life coach, and mom to four not-so-little warriors. Each week, I will bring you honest conversations with inspiring guests to share their stories of resilience, optimism, success, and simple yet effective strategies so that you transform your thoughts and change your behavior to get the results you want in your life. You will be empowered to take action, warrior up, and believe in you. Let's do this. What's up, Warriors? Welcome back to another episode of the Suburban Warrior Podcast. I am so thrilled about my guest today, and I can't wait for you all to hear her story, <laughs> pun intended. Um, so the, all those local listeners from the mainline in Philadelphia area, you are sure going to recognize her name. Today I have on the podcast with me, Kathy Romano. And Kathy Romano was born in New York, but grew up in Bucks County and is certainly considered considers herself a local girl now. Uh, for the last 19 years, she has been an on-air host and really the female presence of the Preston and Steve show on WMMR. She also hosts Her Story, which is on 95.7 Ben FM, and you can also find as a podcast, Her Story. She sits on the board of the Police Foundation and Night Shyamalan and also Fresh Smiles. Kathy Romano also, in the past few years, recently launched the Kathy Romano Jewelry Collection, which she's going to tell us lots more about, and I can't wait to hear about. So she's also a mom and an amazing, fun woman. If you ever see her out, you will have a great time. Uh, Welcome to the podcast, Kathy. Oh, thank you so much. I am really excited. You know, what's great is that we've heard your voice for all of these years, right? And so, so many people I know recognize your name and recognize your voice, but not I'm sure not everybody always recognizes your face. <laughs> you know, it's a little different now because there's so many cameras all That's over true. the place, whether it's a cell phone or in our studio, we now have podcast cameras or we have YouTube cameras. So we have a, a YouTube channel. So you can tune in any day and actually watch us. So more people than you think recognize people from our show when we're out. Wow. Yeah. I guess I I didn't think about that. So they can actually tune in while you're live, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. And everything with with social media too. I mean, the second you hear something or see something that you like, you pick up your phone and you look and see if they have an Instagram or a TikTok or a Facebook or whatever it is. So people are seeing our faces all over the place. So what used to be oh, I recognize your voice, but not your face isn't so much anymore. Although I will say I have had people turn the corner in Target and say, I recognize your voice. So they do still recognize (laughs) our voice, but I think they recognize our faces too. So you've been in this industry for almost 20 years, well, at least on the Preston and Steve show for almost 20 years, which is really cool. So let's go back and Tell me, you know, was it was it your dream to be an on-air radio host and personality? Like, how did that happen for you? 
No, not really. So I wanted to be behind the scenes. I started in television years ago and I wanted to be behind the scenes. I loved all the editing and all of the producing and directing and everything that went into creating something that went on the air. I worked in the news industry for a few years. And when I was there, somebody suggested that maybe I try some on-air stuff. So I did that and made a reel. I was young. I was you know, a PA uh, for NBC10, and I decided to make a reel. And I ended up giving it to the news director just to look at and have him critique it, tell me what he thought. And he said, maybe you should try for traffic. Maybe you should try doing traffic for us or, you know, at least do, do a tryout. And I did, and, um, I was hired part-time. I did traffic, uh, fill-ins and I worked part-time when they needed somebody. And so that sort of jump-started the on-air portion of it. And then with that, uh, Preston and Steve were looking for a female to join the show and a friend of mine listened to them religiously. She loved them. And she said, Hey, this, you know, group of guys, this show on the radio, they're looking for a new host. And so I ended up sending my information over to them. I sent my resume and they had me in. I kind of sat in on the show a couple of times over, you know, a few months. And then finally they offered me a job. That's really, that's so fun. And the Preston and Steve show I know has been like a staple, you know, in the Philadelphia area for so long. And so how was that, you know, for you, like joining these, you know, I mean, I, I do think it's a very, it's a male dominated industry. At least it seems like it was back in the day, you know, with um, most disc jockeys as they were called or (laughs) being men and um, a lot of the on-air personalities being men. What was that like for you um, being in that industry and starting out? Well, so it's funny when I first started, I was walking into work still as though I was walking into a TV station. So I was all dressed up. I had my hair done. I would do my makeup in the morning. And I remember them like looking at me going, what is this girl doing? You know, they were in jeans, t-shirts, whatever, you know, band they were going to see that night or whoever had come into the station, you know, they would just be wearing like very casual clothes. And as time went by, I eventually, uh, you know, morphed into that and got much more casual than uh, I started out. But actually we started at Y100 or I started at Y100 with them. And there was a female um, disc jockey there. So, oh, great. Uh, yeah. So I wasn't the only person on the air. I, was, I wasn't the only female on the air. Uh, but when we went to MMR, that was definitely more male dominated for sure uh, for many years. Now we have, uh, there are several females that are on the air and behind the scenes. So there's, there's a lot more uh, women that work at MMR now than when we first started. So, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say it was hard. I, this is what I tell people. I grew up with all brothers and the majority, I have a very large family. The majority of my cousins were guys. I had one female cousin that I was close with. So I was sort of used to that atmosphere. And I think that that's why I worked with Preston and Steve. I was sort of able to come in and we had chemistry. And I think because it was something that I could handle, I could handle working in a male dominated industry. So yeah, so it, it just kind of, you know, like I said, we we had chemistry and it worked for us. And, you know, there's certainly challenges still today being a female, uh, you know, in, in a male dominated industry, but I never felt, I I never felt like I couldn't do it. Yeah. So, um, I know you said that they felt like they wanted like a female presence as part of their show. What do you think that you were able to bring to their show as, as a female? And that was different than if they just hired another, another man. 
Um, well, so they did have a female on their show for a very long time, and um, she decided to um, become a mom. And then they tried out a different, uh, they tried out a few different other females. And I think it all had to do with the chemistry. It's yeah. hard to put that many people in a room together and have everyone get along and have everyone, you know, sort of mesh and, and be able to have a conversation on the air that's going to be entertaining to the people that are listening. So it was really about that. Um, and you know, what I brought to the show, what I still bring to the show, I think is just me being genuine. What you hear on the air are things that have happened to me. You know, you know, my opinion on whatever topic it is we're talking about. I don't really shy away from too much. I'm, you know, outspoken and I don't have a problem with it. And I think that's, you know, what they liked about me and what I can bring to the show and for the listeners. Yeah. That's really, that's awesome. And I'm sure that um, authenticity absolutely comes through, you know, in, in everything that you do. So let's talk a little bit about her story and, and you know, that new show that you started doing. How, lo- how long have you been doing that? I think at this point, we've probably been doing it six or seven years. Wow. Awesome. Okay. And so tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so her story is a show that airs on 95.7 Ben FM Sunday mornings. It's also a podcast on our website. You can find all of my interviews there. And I focus on a different woman each week and she tells her story. And it started out as local women and people making a difference in the community, which I still have on today. But we've expanded. Um, I think that COVID actually, if there was a good in anything (laughs) with COVID, it was that, um, you know, we weren't having people in the studio that we couldn't have anybody at the station, but I wanted to continue the show. So I started doing the interviews on the phone. I used to do all of the interviews in person, started doing the interviews on the phone. And it was sort of, I I was able to expand. I spoke to a woman in, um, who was in London. I speak to people all across the country now across the United States. It's not just based in Philadelphia. However, it is still strongly, you know, my guests are um, still Philadelphia based. Many of them are Philadelphia based, but um, I'm able to kind of extend out across the country now and and talk to different women. And there's so many different stories. I mean, if you go to our Instagram page, I really think we do a good job with the Instagram page. It just highlights which woman we're speaking with that week. And it just gives a quick little explanation uh, as to what her interview was going to be about. And it's so many different topics. I mean, from depression to charity events, to women opening boutiques and, uh, you know, women recovering from drug and alcohol abuse, a homeless woman who is now a lawyer. Like there's just wow. so many things That's on awesome. there. And, and, and it's really, it, it, it's it, the range of who we talk to and what their story is. I mean, it's just is so expansive. That's, that's awesome. And did that start as like a passion for you, like a passion project just to really start highlighting other women's stories? Uh, is that, you know, sort of something yeah, so there, that there was some changeover at the station at Ben FM, this was years ago. And I, you know, I had been on Preston and Steve, but I really had never done any hosting myself on the radio. I had done some hosting on TV and uh, I worked for the Sixers for a while and I did their, I was their in arena host. So I had done interviews on my own, but nothing really for the radio station. And so I went to the program director at the time and said, is there anything I can do with all of this changeover? You now don't have, they, there was a woman that had left. So I said, you now don't have that female voice on, on the station anymore. You know, are you looking to do anything um, with this Sunday show? And so yeah. he 
said, go ahead. Yeah. Take it, see what you can do with it. And, you know, it's still going this many years later. That's amazing. I love, I mean, it's just such a wonderful thing to hear all these women's stories and like how different they are, but yet how much they can impact, um, how much they can impact us all. So I love that you're you're sharing that and sharing that with the world. I mean, that's really the same purpose behind Suburban Warrior, right? Just to get other women's stories exposed and more people hearing them just so we can inspire each other. So I love yeah, that I, you're doing that. I mean, I, I spoke to one that just sticks out to me now are these two friends that started a business and they come into your home and they fold your laundry. Wow. <laughs> like it, I'm telling you it's anything that there, there was uh, another woman who she is a fitness instructor and she basically, her life's mission is to spread joy. And so, yeah. and her middle name, her true middle name given to her by her mother is joy. And this, this woman has been spreading joy in her community and to anybody who comes into her life since she was nine years old, her, her story is airing um, this Sunday, but she at nine years old was going into mental institutions because her mother um, would be admitted to these hospitals. And she would go in there to visit her mother at the time when she was nine. And this was a you know different day and age, but uh, sure. she was able to go in and she basically would dance for the patients to try to get them to smile. Like she's amazing. Wow. That is so great. And so what's great is so they can tune into the show on Ben FM on Sunday mornings, but then they also, if they miss that, it's also a podcast called Her Story that they can find wherever they get their podcasts, right? Yes. So it's it airs Sunday mornings at 7.30 in the morning. Okay. Uh, if you're a mom, I know you're up, so it doesn't matter <laughs> that early. Um, exactly. Yeah, so you can, you can listen uh, on the radio station. And then, yeah, the following Monday, I will always post it uh, post the interview as a podcast and you just go to 957benfm.com and you'll see her story. Click on that. And all of my interviews are listed right there. Okay. Wonderful. Okay. So you're on air host, you have your own radio show, you're a mom, and then you just decide, okay, I'm going to start another business. (laughs) Yeah. I thought, Um, Oh wait, with all my free time, I might as well do something else. Exactly. I mean, I have so much free time. I'm not doing enough already. Let me get into a completely different industry and start a whole other business. But that's why I, I just love what you're doing because I really think it speaks to the fact that like none of us are limited, right? I mean, you can truly do anything you want as long as you put your mind to it and decide you're going to do it. And that's exactly what you did. So let's talk about how the Kathy Romano jewelry collection came about. First of all, like it must, it started as a thought in your head. And like, so take, take me through that because we all get these thoughts in our head and we all think, okay, I want to do this or I want to do that. And a lot of times, a lot of people just like let it pass or they think, oh, that's a dream that I'm never going to achieve or that, you know, I, I do X, Y, Z, so I can't do A, B, C. So I would love to hear a little bit about that thought process for you um, when that thought came in and then you decided, okay, I'm doing it. So I grew up in a family where my parents always said, yes, whatever. We had some weird, random idea and they'd be like, absolutely. Yes. Go do that. Take the piano and make it a fort with sheets draping all over this piano that they probably <laughs> paid tons of money for and nobody played. Absolutely. Right, right. Go, go right ahead with it. That. Yes. Do so. so they, they were always up for anything. So I think that's where my background comes from and, you know, being open to different ideas and trying different things. And even though 
I don't have a whole lot of time. I have a full-time job. And like you said, I am a mom. I have an 11 year old and he's extremely active, just as active as I was as a kid. Um, But it was something, yeah, that I thought I was actually standing in a store in Nashville. I was in Uncommon James, you know, Kristen Cavallari's uh, store. Yeah. Yeah. I was standing in her store and the line was through to, to check out was through the entire boutique out the door and down the street. I could not believe how many people were there. Now, granted, she is, you know, a, a reality star and, and has a lot of fans. And so I think anybody that visits Nashville, probably if they're a fan of hers, will stop into the store. I went because I was with a bachelorette party and everybody wanted to go there. So we, we went, but I'm standing in the store. I'm looking at the jewelry and I purchased a bunch of it, but it was so small and dainty and very pretty and very wear every day type of jewelry. And I'm, and I'm like, I can't believe the line of people looking to buy this very, um, I don't want to say simple because, because even though it was simple, it was very beautiful, but I just thought I can do, I can do this. Like, why can't I go home and create all of this too? And so I did, I came home and, um, there actually was uh, her story guest of mine, who was a jewelry designer. And I reached out to her and I said, do you have any advice for me? I'm thinking about doing this. Can you just give me some advice? And she said, Hey, why don't I create your first collection for you? We can work together, kind of see where it goes. And then you can, you know, go from there. And that's what we did. And it did so great. And I started to gain some traction and, and people started to like it and want to want to purchase it. And so, you know, she kind of said, she, cause she had her own business as well. So she's like, I have right. to focus on my business. So she kind of, you know, sent me on my way and was like, look, you can, you know, you can do this now. And, um, she was great. She taught me a bunch uh, about the industry and, um, I took a couple of classes and I sort of just started designing myself and I design and assemble it all, of, uh, all of my pieces. And I go to, you know, different shows and I find, you know, different pieces that I can use some beading and, um, all of my jewelry is gold filled jewelry. Um, so it's, you know, a decent quality. It's not going to tarnish on you. And yeah. And so now I have this jewelry business that I love and I love creating it and designing it. And when I make something or find a piece that I really love and create it into a nice piece of jewelry, I'm like, you know, I kind of sit there and like, look at it. I'm like, it's so satisfying that I was able to create it and you can purchase it online, but I'm in a bunch of boutiques now, which I kind of, I really like that uh, I'm working with some other, you know, small businesses. I know, you know, uh, Ashley Myers, mainline. I do. I do. Yes. So all of my stuff is in her store. Um, I have a store out in Downingtown that carries it. Um, Boutique on 30. There's a sanctuary blue in Conshohocken. Uh, Heather Massage has a a little uh, massage uh, store that, you know, she has, she carries some local designers and local businesses there. So I'm in there, I'm at Kiwi Boutique down the shore. So a bunch of little boutiques you can, and, and my website is kathyromanocollection.com and you can find where to shop um, in store, but you can also purchase any of it online. Oh, and Koshik Boutique. I forgot about them in uh, Suburban Square. Oh, uh, that's, um, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in her store as well. But yeah, so, so you can shop online, follow on uh, Instagram, uh, I, we post all of our pieces there and, um, yeah, and I have great Valentine's day pieces that are available now. Uh, I, so, um, speaking of Ashley Myers, mainline fashionista, her boutique that's in Paoli, um, I've been in there several times and, you know, your jewelry is so beautifully displayed. It looks, and it is, it's just beautiful jewelry. It's beautiful. It could be every day. It could be dressed up. 
um, you know, to wear with, at, out at night. It's just, it's a beautiful collection. And, you know, I love that you're in the boutiques um, because it it's great to buy online and, you know, and see it online. But it's also, you know, if you can get to a, a local boutique and check it out, it's so nice to be able to try it on, see how beautiful it looks on. So, and it's also great because, you know, it's like women supporting women, right? You're a lot of these boutiques are owned by other women entrepreneurs who are out there doing their thing. And uh, I love when you see other women owned businesses and collections being sold in there. So, well, um, and also I, what I love about it is when you shop at boutiques, it's not everywhere. It's not mass produced. So right. you're not, you're not getting, you're not going to turn around and everybody's going to have the same piece on. I mean, of course I have what's on trend, but you know, right. you're not going to find that exact piece. And because I'm, you know, hand making all of them, there is limited quantity of them. I have some staple pieces that, you know, I will likely have available, but a lot of the stuff, you know, when, once it's sold out, that's it. Yeah. That's pretty amazing that you're hand making them. Yes. Like, with, again, all of my free time. My son says to me, he's like, all you're doing is he goes, you make a lot of jewelry. He, he had like, he brought home this piece of paper that, you know, something they had filled out at school. And it was like, you know, what, you know, what, what does mom do best? What does dad do best? And what, you know, right. dad was like, I, you know, make dinner and mom was make jewelry. And then it was, Aww. it was like, what's mom's favorite thing? Jewelry. I was like, well, you really, this is the kids, my marketing director is doing right. PR for me now. And, it, you, and then you're like, hmm, I guess I am making a lot of jewelry all yeah. the time <laughs> in all your free time. In so um, that is, but that's really fascinating. And I guess you, you know, did you just know how to make jewelry or did you have to take classes or like, how did you figure that out? Yeah. Like I said, so um, my friend, Jamie, who owns um, Wim Jewelry, she okay. um, sort of got me started and helps me with it. And then, yes, I did take a couple classes and I worked with um, Marinella. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, Marinella. Right? I know. Also, yeah. yeah. So she, she was super helpful in sort of teaching me about, you know, different ways to make bracelets and things like that. So I, I, you know, reached out to a couple people, spoke to them, um, was kind of guided in directions and then took a couple classes. And, you know, I learn as I go and I try to yeah. continue with the education. You know, there's uh, different jewelry shows that you can go to and they have a lot of um, demonstrations and classes and, you know, ways to perfect what you're doing. Yeah. And I love that because it's really about learning from those who have gone before you, right? So like whatever it is that you think you might want to do, none of us just know how to do it, right? We have to like reach out, find a mentor, find someone who can sort of get us to help us to get where we want to be by learning from them, whether it's just some advice or actually them spending time with us to go through learning how it is to do something. So I love that you had those, um, you know, special mentors that were there to help you along the way. So you were ready to sort of fly on your own. Yeah. And you know what we, I actually had a conversation with I think it was Ashley. And we talked about, you know, there's obviously you have competitors. Whenever you open a business, there's going to be a competitor. But we we sort of, we just liked working together. And, and we were talking about how, you know, like uh, Marinella helped me. I mean, technically she would be a competitor. She also makes right. jewelry, you know, but like she was so gracious when I had a question. She was like, anything you need, let me know. And so right. you kind of work together and like, don't make it a competition. And, and you know, in reality, we're making two completely separate different things. Her creative mind is completely different than mine, but right. you know, the fact that she, you know, lent a hand and was, you know, would help me out was like, 
and now we have these friends that we, you know, are meeting up with and having drinks and, you know, talking about not yeah, sharing ideas. And yeah. I, I mean, what is the old saying? I think it's like a, a rising tide raises all ships or something like that. Right. It's just about, you know, everybody sort of, when you don't have that sort of competition or competitive within, then you realize that like everybody has something to gain from it. Yeah. You're stronger together. Exactly. Exactly. So do you have like being the creator of this beautiful jewelry line, do you have like a favorite piece or something like, or maybe your bracelets are your favorite, like anything that you like look at and you're like, yay, that's, you know, No, like yeah. I said, like I, if I create it and I look at it, like you, you, there's just some satisfaction in creating something. And then when people start to per- purchase it or compliment you when you're wearing it, you know, that makes, obviously that makes me feel good. It's like, oh, people like this. You know, they, they also like what I've created. Um, I mean, I have a number of things that are out there. My favorite probably right now is the natural light medallion. It's a beautiful gold medallion and I wear it. I'll usually layer it and wear it with a paper, like a thick paper clip. Um, necklace along with the medallion. And it's just, okay. yeah, it's just a really pretty um, sunshine looking medallion. And then we also have our Valentine's Day collection, which I also love. There's, um, I haven't, I actually have never been a heart jewelry person, but this, when this Valentine's Day came around, I was like, I'm going to explore it and see if I can, you know, get some things together that I like, because I know other people are. And I did, I found these adorable heart uh, charms that we turn into a necklace and then we have some bracelets and yeah. So our Valentine's age collection is really pretty. And then that natural light medallion, I absolutely love. We have great earrings. Oh, and all of my earrings are very lightweight. I have never worn heavy earrings. It bothers me too much. And I was always obsessed with not getting that stretched out earlobe with, you know, the heavy earrings. So all of my earrings, if you purchase it, it's going to be lightweight. <laughs> Yeah, no, that is huge because I think especially us moms, right? As we get a little older, we realize that we we don't want heavy earrings pulling our earlobes down. <laughs> so, I mean, I think that it's something that sounds so simple, but it's actually a huge factor in purchasing earrings. So I think that's really great that you have made them so that they're lightweight. I think it's a very important. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I really, it, it's, it's such a simple thing, but it's super important. Okay. So... Where do you see the, you know, what is your goal? Where do you see Kathy Romano and the Kathy Romano collection in the next couple of years? I mean, I would love to continue to be in different boutiques. I really like making and putting them in the stores just because I do have another full-time job. There right. are, I do <laughs> events. So I actually have a couple of events coming up where people can come and um, shop in person. I'm doing the Galentine's Day at Autograph. Yeah. In Wayne, uh, autographed restaurant in Wayne. And that's on uh, Wednesday, February 8th. And then again, we're going back to Ashley, as you may know at this point, her and I are obviously good friends. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, But we're doing a men's Valentine's Day shopping event. Uh, on Thursday, February 2nd from five to seven, it's for the guys to come out and we're going to help you pick out gifts for, um, your significant other. So we'll do personal shopping. I'll be there with the full, um, Valentine's day collection. And then boardroom spirits is going to come and they're going to give the guys a cocktail, uh, while we get all their gifts ready for, <laughs> oh, I love for that. Significant other, other. Yeah. And uh, then that is so wrap, fun. 
she's going to wrap them all and we're going to make it look nice. And then you're, you'll be done for Valentine's day. You don't have to stress about it. So I, so anyway, I like doing events like that. Like those yeah. two are easy. They're, they're local. They're, you know, two hours long, two, three hours, whatever it might be. Um, so those are easy, but a lot of people um, in the jewelry industry, you know, they'll go to these shows that are weekends and, and yeah. you know, weekends long and, you know, sometimes hours and hours in the day. So because I have another full-time job, I can't always do that. I'll do some of them, but I can't always do it. So I like going into the stores and the boutiques. So if I could, you know, continue that and expand in other areas, I mentioned a few that I was in um, at the shore, Conchahawken, you know, on the main line, but, you know, if I could expand to, to other areas, I would love to do that. Yeah. And I would imagine too, it's, it's really special being in the boutique because you can connect with customers one-on-one, which is always really fun. Like you said, when someone says, I like this, or someone puts it on and, and their, you know, face just brightens and, you know, it's really kind of special after something that you created, seeing that impact. Yeah. And you know what, if they buy from these small businesses, I've had a couple of people reach out to me to say, Hey, this chain is a little bit too long, or I'd like to be able to wear it at two different lengths or any way you can put a connector on it, whatever. You know, if you buy something at a big box store, it's, you know, you, you get it was, of course, it, you know, they have great stuff, but that's right. it. You can't reach out to the, most times you can't reach out to the designer and say, yeah. Hey, can you customize this for me? Exactly. So yeah. I just had somebody who wanted to be able to wear her necklace at two different lengths. And so, um, you know, she got it back to me and I put an extender on it and now she has a necklace that she can wear, you know, with different types of shirts and stuff like that. So right. I think, you know, if you ever, if you buy something from me, you want something customized or you see something you like, but you know, like the, the beaded bracelets that I do, I do a lot with, you know, words on them or names and, you know, it doesn't have to be just what I have on my website. If you want to put, you know, like I had a, a I have a mom, a mama, a nanny, necklace or um, bracelet. So yeah. you know, if you want to, if you call your grandmother or your mom, something else, I can also put that on the bracelet. You just reach out and I can make whatever you want. Ah, oh, that's amazing. That is super cool. So what advice would you give to someone who might be listening right now, who, you know, might be sitting on a business idea or, you know, have a dream job of their own or might want to start a side hustle, but isn't what, what would your advice be? I'll give you the same advice that my mom always gave me. And it was just do it. Just go. We actually joke because um, my brothers and I, for a period of time, were involved in the, the film industry or were trying to get into acting my, uh, myself. And then my middle brother did. And then my youngest brother did as well. But he was more into um, screenwriting and filmmaking, which he still is. But she always, my mom always said to us, and, and it's a, a joke in the family, is send your headshot just send your headshot. You know, they, they'd be looking for like, you know, like they, they'd be looking for a 40 year old woman. And at the time I was 25 and she goes, yeah. just send your, you never know, just send your headshot, just send it. <laughs> I so love it. That would be my advice is just send your headshot, send just, your headshot, just do it. Whatever you have that you're thinking about, just try it. You might as well. I mean, what are you going to lose? You, you, it will never happen if you don't try it. If you try it and it works out, look at that. It's a plus. If it doesn't, you know what? Move on to the next thing then. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. That's amazing advice. And I love that. Send your headshot. Send I'm going to start using that because it's <laughs> it, the mindset behind it is so great. I just love it. Oh my gosh. Well, Kathy, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. I really loved hearing your story. I love seeing you, although all my guests won't get to see you, but I love seeing your face. And um, so we know that Kathy Romano collection is where they can find the jewelry. 
They can follow you you on Instagram at her story, but also Kathy Romano collection Instagram. Yeah. So her story is um, her story, nine, five, seven. And then it's at Kathy Romano collection. And then I have my personal page, which is at Kathy Romano 11. Awesome. Okay, great. Well, guys, if you don't already, be sure to follow Kathy Romano on social and also check out her amazing, beautiful jewelry collection at KathyRomanoCollection.com. And if you guys are local to the main line, you heard all the boutiques that she is at. And um, we will uh, put in the show notes where she's going to be upcoming before Valentine's Day. So hopefully you can get out or send your husband over to Mainline Fashionista Boutique for the men's event on February 2nd. That would be awesome. Get yourself a a nice Valentine's gift. Um, All right. Well, thank you, Kathy, for joining us. And everybody, we will be back next week with another amazing Suburban Warrior story for you. See you next week.